another dream, another place I gotta find what I am missing. Bye bye, my world. I'll come back someday. And I ask the same girl that you know the Okay, everybody. <laughs> Man, I'm I'm totally like digging your guitar there. Right? What what kind of guitar is it? So it's a uh, I guess some J40. Oh, okay. I got a yeah. Hand. There you go. This it's it's baby. an older one, right? Mm-hmm. What what year is that? I actually am not 100 percent sure because I said I got a second hand from a good friend of mine, Trey uh, Trey Inger. He has a lot of Gibsons and he likes to trade them out and get some different ones, and so. He let me buy this guitar off of him, and I'm forever grateful. I and mean, it's a really beautiful guitar. Beautiful. Yeah, I, I, I'm really digging it. So uh, you were saying that that song was inspired by um, the uh, the gray area after college. Yeah. <laughs> so I uh, I went to A&M, which is real close to where I'm from. I'm from a small town called Burnham, okay. Burnham Texas. Yeah. Bluebell, so if you like Bluebell. Yep, yep. So uh, I've always would go home every weekend all that good stuff and so it felt like i never left and oh. so when i finally moved back to start my uh career in teaching i was in that space like do i want to still be here do i need to move away and kind of get some experience and like experience life not being home not being by my parents and that kind of stuff so that's kind of where that song came from because i just felt like i wasn't moving on if that makes sense that does make a lot of sense yeah i grew up in midland and and okay. everybody when they graduated they either went to uh, lubbock or san angelo mm-hmm. they went to become teachers or they whatever texas <laughs> tech teaches <laughs> I, was, I was one of those outliers and i was like ah, i'm gonna go to dallas yeah um, and, and I feel for you. I feel for you on that. And, and but you know, A and M is a great school. <laughs> it is. It was. It was a great time. I enjoyed my time there. I loved it. It's just. 
because I, like I said, it's only a 30 minute drive from my hometown. So I would go see my parents during the week, any of that good stuff. Because I'm a, I'm a mom and dad kind of girl. I love my family, but it was, I just knew in the back of my mind, I was like, I'm never gonna get away or like underneath their like treating me like their baby girl if I don't move move off and do something else. So. So did you end up? moving off and doing something else uh it actually took until i met my husband a couple years ago for me to actually finally move (laughs) (laughs) he wanted to come up here to fort worth and i was like oh hey (laughs) well we're glad to have you here yeah Yeah. i love it up here i love fort worth too uh um killer killer city to be in especially for music yeah. yeah, yeah. It's awesome going to, like, he was saying the stockyards and seeing all the different bands. And Billy Bob's was a fun experience to go. And I got to see, uh, my favorite experience right now is I went to see Turnpike when they got back together oh. at Billy Bob's. And that was, uh, uh, that was an a amazing huge experience. three day extravaganza. Yes, I was so happy. He, my husband bought tickets for us and surprised me. And I was like, ah! Are you getting prepared you. For, the, for the one later on this year? They're coming back to in November to Billy Bob's. You're gonna to have to jump Ooh, on that. November is my birthday, so <laughs> I have to mention that when I go home. Hey, honey. <laughs> I don't know if the tickets are on sale yet, uh, um, but but yeah, I'm looking at that date too. Mainly because even though I, it's a probably a long shot, uh, uh, Smith Music does the live at Billy Bob series. Oh yeah, and and that is a bucket list for me. It's like uh, I want to do that Turnpike live at Billy Bob's. Uh, uh, that would be just a killer set. It oh, just yeah. would be. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah, they've got that new album that they they're about to drop. Yeah, Shooter I heard Jennings their, recorded it. The song he just released. So yeah. it was a mean old son, right? Yeah. yeah. That was a great song. It's yeah. A great song. Totally killer, killer song, and and Shooter Jennings producing it. Yes. <laughs> Shooter's always been one of my favorite favorite artists, oh, yeah. and and now he's one of my favorite producers. He's producing everybody. Uh, um, um, speaking of producing, you your stuff you've been recording over at SG Studio, correct? Yes, sir. Yeah, tell us tell us a little bit about that. How, what? Oh, it's super uh, super awesome. So I I'm I was scrolling through the internet trying to find <laughs> a great place to record that I felt the vibe would match, and so I came across Greg's studio and uh, I messaged him and he messaged me right back and. We were talking and just something about just even a text conversation, it felt right. And so my husband and I went to meet Greg and we met in person. We were just talking for hours about like what uh, I was looking to do and all that kind of stuff. And he just made me feel so comfortable. And so I decided that Greg was the right person to help me bring these songs to life. And he helped kind of guide me in the direction that I was looking for. And uh, he brought amazing musicians on uh, to play the music for my tracks and it was probably the best experience I've ever had and it was like a bucket list every musician's like oh I want to record and I never thought about recording my songs actually until this year oh wow that's so that's wild and so you you haven't had any studio experience beyond that no this is my that was my first time I would say this is the first year now you're, now you're kind of ruined now because you had the, a great experience of the, to begin with. I don't know how I'm going to top it, but I definitely know when I'm back in that studio, it's going to be with Greg. Awesome. Uh, uh, Greg White has been a, a friend of smithmusic.com for a while. Uh, we've distributed quite a bit of stuff you yeah. know, through, with, that's come out of there. Uh, and it's a killer studio. Uh, you'd expect being so close to the Air Force Base yeah. that it would have some issues yeah, <laughs> with those <right>? flyovers. <laughs> but nope, no, it's He not. did it so well. It's, it feels so secluded, like you're in your yeah. own little universe there. Yeah, and they used to ha- it used to be bigger. They used to have another section. That's right, yeah. Uh, I never got to see that side, but, but yeah, it's... I think he's talking about even expanding it more. It, it would it would make sense too. He's he's got a a, a crew that we distribute out of there called Trend, mm-hmm. and uh, those guys deal mainly with uh, um, uh, pop punk music and yeah. hip hop music, and it's they're they're fun. Yeah, and, and it's it's a quite a departure from Greg's right. uh, <laughs> uh, recording experience. A lot of country, Texas country stuff, and and then these guys come in and they're just. Yeah, uh, he's he's played me a couple of their stuff, and it's so cool. Uh, they're like, they're the good variety. They yeah. are good, uh, but but it's just not it's not country at all. They, no, they, <laughs> they they actually 
they brought me one country album, and it was more of the Americana mm-hmm. singer songwriter esque. The guy wanted to go to Ron Bingham. Uh, oh uh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Way and it, it did okay, but uh, they're just so good at the other stuff. And Greg, I've, I've known Greg for almost ten years now, and and we've been doing quite a bit of stuff. And uh, he's he's one of those ones my favorite. There's there's not a lot of studios in Fort Worth that I haven't been to though. <laughs> <laughs> I love all studios. They all they all have the same equipment and mm-hmm. but they all have different vibes. Like yeah. you said, you know, it's just I love that and um um and if uh, anybody who's listening right now, they they obviously already know that I, I I've done a lot of sessions, live sessions, filming. Yeah. And Greg uh, Greg's is one of those ones that is. He's had some cool ones. Kate Holiday is one of those ones that we did over there. Yeah, yeah, really, really cool. He's got that um, uh, uh, "Burn It Down," I think is what it's called. Mm-hmm. It's really good, really good stuff. And and you you did a few uh, acoustic sessions over there too. Yes, that, I did. Yeah. yeah, it was it was it's so cool because you know doing a studio version of a song is completely different than totally. just sitting with your guitar doing acoustic. And so it's so raw is it? Yeah. How, how how did how was that for you? That it was. I will be the first to admit I'm not the greatest guitar player. And so, like, it just makes me nervous. I, like, I hear it, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, Michelle, you could totally – you need to seriously sit down and just practice. Is it, is it like hearing your own voice? Is, it, is that what it is? You know, it's like something's off. Yeah, because I'm very uh, – Greg could kind of see it. I'm very, like, nitpicky about my voice. Like, I'm a perfectionist. And uh, he actually told me that I have uh, – what was it called? Uh – Oh my goodness! He said, "Imposter syndrome." Is yes, that it? Yeah. yes, that's exactly what it was. That I have like no faith in myself, and he's like, "Dude." I will agree with him because <laughs> I'm sitting here listening to these through the headphones, and you sound fantastic. Oh, I really do yeah. appreciate that. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, you, you, you're just really, uh, yeah, you, you've got a good control over your voice. You know, and a lot of. I, I I work with a lot of artists and and some of them don't ever get that they they they've got to have studio magic to mm-hmm. make that happen and it's it is frustrating on my end because I'm like, well you know you could make some more money if you go to a vocal coach. Yeah. <laughs> um, did, when you were at A and M, did you was any of that uh, schooling music related? No. So I went to A and M to be a teacher. So I my day job is actually an eighth grade reading teacher. Oh, and okay. So, I, cause I, my two loves I would say is working with children and then doing music. And so it's cool with the teaching schedule. You get to, you have the weekends and then the summer breaks, which is where I would do a lot yeah. of that music. Yeah. That, 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 that's one thing that's nice about being a teacher. You get two months off in the summer and. Well, they keep shortening it. So I don't know. Oh. It's starting to become like a month. <laughs> that's what it feels like, right? It does. Man, uh, and that's prime uh, uh, touring time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. We, uh, we we work with Summer Dean, and and she was a teacher for a very long time. Mm-hmm. And I told her she's got a good position. Just record some stuff and release it right there, and tour on it for two months, and then go back to being a teacher. Yeah, and seriously. That's kind of yeah. She's, she's lucky enough that she actually is making enough money that she got to quit her job <laughs> being a teacher. That's kind of the goal. I love teaching, <laughs> don't get me wrong, but I wouldn't mind sleeping in and yeah. all that good stuff, not having to grade. <laughs> <laughs> I, I agree with that. Not having to do Lord. state testing, all that good stuff. <laughs> yeah, and they just keep adding more and more yeah. to your plate, right? It's it's The evolution of education is... it's crazy especially with covid that definitely there is some kinks in there so uh um uh with your love of teaching and music have you ever thought about marrying those two and do some some children's music so i thought about being like a like a choir teacher because i Uh i love to sing and all that good stuff it's just i i don't know what it was i love because when i was in school the Two things I loved, the two uh, subjects I've always loved was reading and history. And so being a teacher, I get to fill in that kind of, that side of me. And then the music side was just kind of like my outlet, so to speak. So whenever frustrations I had during the day, I could take it and put it in music. And it wasn't like I was marinating the both and then being frustrated about teaching music and then having to do it on the side and just not loving it. Because I, I, love, I love music and I don't want to li- lose that and if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. But I, I could see you having an alter ego that's that's just making music that's geared towards kids. 
I'll have to look into that. <laughs> look into that. Yeah. yeah. You know, it, 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 there's so many good artists that, that, that's, that they ended up, they found their niche in that. Mm-hmm. Raffi being one of them, I, you know. It, it, I don't know. I'm I'm getting nerdy here because I'm a <laughs> I distribute music, so I see the the gamut. And yeah, um, uh, there's not a lot of people making music just for kids. I'll have to look into that. That yeah. might be a, a market to go into. Yeah, <laughs> you know, a side thing. Side yeah. thing. Yeah. So um, we released two songs from you. I did. Two yeah. different versions: acoustic version and a full. Yep. Um, um, tell tell us about that other song that we we. Re- so Gypsy release. Girl was that second release, and it's a completely different vibe from By. And uh, I would say I, I kind of like Gypsy Girl more because it's more that upbeat country vibe. I like the I kind of do like the country pop version because it's just it's really fun to perform and all that kind of stuff, especially with the band and everything. And so kind of the same vibe. I was like I'm when I wrote these songs, I was in that mindset like I gotta go somewhere. I can't I can't stay here. And I've always felt that way. I've never felt like I've meant to stay in one space for too long and so always on the move huh? i am yeah if i can be i am it feels like a gypsy yeah maybe i am the gypsy girl i never thought of it that way yes <laughs> comes full circle it does and so uh i wrote this song and this was probably uh one of the easiest songs i wrote it just kind of flew off the page because i i would say that it to me it was always hard to write songs like he was saying earlier that I would start a song, you would start a song and then not know where to go with it. That was me. And I would sit on songs for months without yeah. having an idea of where I wanted to go with it. But this one just kind of flowed naturally. And it was really cool because when we recorded it, I had mentioned that the vibe kind of gave off Miranda Lambert because she was one of my inspirations growing up. And Aiden Bubeck played bass on it. Yes, he did. And yeah. he uh, was like, yeah, yeah. I-, I hear the Miranda. And I was like... Yes. <laughs> Score it worked. <laughs> I bet it does help to have somebody who played with Miranda for yeah. so long. It was really there. cool. I wish she still had the mohawk, though. Yeah, right. And yeah. Aiden, if you're listening, please grow it back out. I loved I loved it. I'll, I'll see him at some point in the future, and I'm going to have to mention that. I, I love, though, he's always, he's the, he's the guy that, he, of course, a lot of bassists are this way. They, they're mm-hmm. in so many different bands, and he's one of those guys that, I've been on so many different recording sessions that I'm always like, oh, Aiden, <laughs> nice to see you again, because <laughs> he's in everybody's yeah. band. Uh, uh, we did a, a live session um, ooh, sometime like last year at, at uh, Cloudland Studio. Okay. Good um, Joe Tacky's the producer over there, and they okay, do a lot yeah. of uh, not country, <laughs> a lot of rock and roll and, <laughs> and some indie rock, and it's yeah. very psychedelic stuff. They're trying to get in to do more country because, the, as they say, <laughs> country guys make more money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and and uh, he was on that session. I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Matt Tedder was up playing guitar, too. I don't know if you know oh, Matt. Matt's, man, he's so good. He was on the on the uh, podcast last week. Yeah. And uh, he's got an album coming out. And, oh, he can play that guitar. Lead guitarist. You need to check him out, though. I yeah. have to, yeah. Yeah. I wish I could. Yeah. <laughs> Shred the guitar. That'd be so awesome. You just got to work on it. I do. Do some woodshedding, yeah. I'm just not patient. That was... Get you some of them DVDs that teach you how, right? Nobody has DVD players. So I had a, I had a guitar teacher growing up, obviously, and, uh, you know, they, they start to try to teach you the basics, and I looked him straight in the face, and I was like, look, I want to learn how to play songs, so teach me the chords so I can sing to, uh, to, sing to these songs myself. <laughs> and he was like, okay. And so <laughs> I skipped the basics and I went straight to the chords. And hey, there's nothing wrong with no that. No looking back. <laughs> no, not at all. So uh, you, you want to play Gypsy Girl for us? Yeah. So like all I said, right. this one's got that Miranda Lambert vibe, so you might be able to hear it. Place to explain. 
brought that song to greg what was what, how was that it was really cool so uh you know greg he already has his mindset on where it's gonna go and i kind of told him this was more that upbeat kind of rock vibe not really rock but just that upbeat i wanted you know the lead guitar solos and all that good stuff and what was really cool is uh the ending when we recorded it i was just like wait 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 i gotta try something here i gotta end it on a on a high note and so the that last uh gypsy girl that i did we recorded and he was like dang he was like can you go higher and so i was like "Ooh!" so i i just sat there and i was like all right just play it and so we did and i on the studio version i do it again and i hit a higher note and it was really cool because he <laughs> i could see my husband and greg they just uh, mouths like open jaw dropped and when i listened back we were messing with the the vocals and everything and he was like your whistle is like up here and i was like i didn't know that that was a thing that my voice did so it was really cool getting to let loose that kind of side that i don't normally get to do so it was really cool i mean that's the place to do it is in the studio yeah pushing the limits it was fun because i would have never thought to end the song that way and it just yeah the magic you feel in a studio where you're just like, you know what, I'm going to try this. And you get that opportunity to play around with it. Yeah, well, um, um, we, we, we've only uh, released two two songs. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, wh- wh- where do you go from there? Do you got more songs that you've got? or, or? I do. So I, I'm thinking the next thing I would like to do is try to do an album, like kind of oh, okay. get a, uh, a group of songs. So, and I have a, some songs written that... I feel would be good to put on an album, kind of that stuff. But I will say it's hard. I, I find it a hard time to, to sit and write because I'm teaching all during the week and then on weekends I'm playing shows. So I just need to. That's why summer coming up is going to be the perfect time to just oh, sit yeah. and actually get to think about what I would like to write about, that kind of stuff. Because I seem to have a typical, like, always like thinking about where's the next move. And so. I'm trying to find the different types of songs so they're not all the same. Well, that's why we got to get you hooked up with some co-writers. Yeah, that, yeah. I would love that. I, I love the idea of like... It's like ma- you hear that, Chaser? Nah. <laughs> He's not even paying attention. some ideas. <laughs> that's, I, uh, I really love the camaraderie uh, yeah. and, and, and the community of, of writing songs together. And yeah. I personally don't write songs, but... <laughs> Uh, um, we do publishing admin and distribution. Obviously, you know about that. And, and there's nothing better than connecting two people and, and yeah, they get and together and make, make, some, magic. Make, make magic happen. Yeah, Dusty's not with us today, but he's, he's one of my clients. And mm-hmm. um, um, I have a, 
he had a song where he only had four lines and and it was a christmas song and uh i was like okay let me hook you up with one of my other clients threw it over to him and and he finished a bunch of the song yeah sent it over to dusty and then dusty had another guy that he worked with sent it over to him and they knocked it out and they were they they had it done in 48 hours the song wow and then he he was in the studio on the weekend so within That's a cool. week, they had completely done a song from the ground up. Ooh, I might have to and get a hook up there. <laughs> it, it, it's amazing just how that uh, how that works out. Sometimes it doesn't yeah, always. Yeah, people's different minds because we all think differently, and so totally. our attack on a song is completely different from somebody else. And. So that's what I love about, like, that's kind of what I like about teaching is, like, they even teach me things that I don't even realize. They look at it at a different point of view, and it's so cool. I'm like, oh, my gosh, yes. <laughs> I love it. Y'all are smarter than me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you, you, you talked about COVID earlier. It, COVID has is, is really opened people's eyes to, to, to co-write um, uh, remotely. Yeah. And and not have to be in the same room with somebody. And, and uh, have you done any of that? I haven't. Not yet. Co-writing by Zoom. So, yeah. So this is, I'll be honest, I'm a, I'm a newbie at this. This is really my first, uh, so my first year actually sitting and pushing my music and all that kind of stuff. I was a, basically like a cover artist for a long time. I like to play cover songs and everything. Nothing wrong with that. So, yeah. And I love it and I still do it, but... This is my first year actually taking it seriously, like trying to put myself out there and my music and stuff. So I'm learning the ropes. Everybody that uh, I've met has helped me tremendously. Greg and uh, I met some people uh, in Austin and we did a little songwriter thing and it was really cool to meet some other people that are willing to help and try to bring Texas music artists out there and stuff. So I dig it. I dig it. What would... When, what age were you when you decided, this is what I want to do? I want to do some of this stuff. Ooh, I mean, I've always wanted to. So I started singing at a really young age. And uh, I, my dad is actually was in a, uh, a cover band. He was a country western polka band. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Polka. So I started singing on stage with him as a little girl. And then uh, in high school, I did FFA and I did choir and all that stuff. And then in college was when I really decided I wanted to, you know, make a, either as a side income or start making it more serious. And I would play in cover bands in college and stuff like that for money and for fun. And yeah, what is it down there? The rusty tap? Is that the what? what the tap. The tap. Uh, and then I, so like I said, I played a lot in my hometown. So anywhere uh, in Burnham, I would be playing. Ooh. That thing is not cooperating, is it? It started shrinking on me. <laughs> so you, you, you probably heard me uh, ask this question earlier. Um, I'm going to have to ask you. You know, I ask it on for everybody. Uh, do you remember the first song you ever wrote? Ooh. <laughs> Truthfully, <laughs> I was that real angsty girl in high school. I had a a journal that I would write of all oh, I love the it. meme boys and stuff. So I'm <laughs> sure somewhere in my closet, there's deep down all these angry breakup songs by all these boys that broke my heart. <laughs> I was very angsty in high school, for sure. <laughs> now, do I remember the actual song? No, but I did start writing in high school. Were they good? Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so surprised. You know, there's so... We get all kinds of different answers to that and some people are like oh i just started writing and here's the first song i wrote and you're like whoa yeah Ryder grimes was that way we he was on uh, last year and and he, he busted out the first song he ever wrote and then jaws drop you know it's I'm like not, oh i just started doing this out of the blue <laughs> um yeah you know you never know how people come come about it uh you'll have to report back to us You'll figure it out. You know, yeah, like, if I find that journal. I know I saved them because I'm a, I'm a hoarder. hoarder. <laughs> I get it from my daddy. <laughs> I like to keep all my memories because I, I like going down memory lane because then it stirs up some memories and you can write about that. So. Yeah. When, when you write, what, do you, does it have to be from experience or are you pretty good at pulling, just, just uh, creating things out of nothing? 
Some is experience. I, I have uh, pulled some from uh, just randomness. So I wrote a song a few, a couple years ago um, where I was actually scrolling through Instagram, like typical <laughs> millennial girl, right? And uh, there was this uh, post that somebody had made about their uh, great-grandmother's wedding dress. Oh. And she had mentioned that it was only 80 bucks. And I just got married, and I'm like, huh, if only it was only 80 bucks, you know? <laughs> and uh, for some reason, that line really stuck out to me, $80 wedding dress. So I just wrote it down on my phone real quick. And then a few months later, I came back to it, and I made a love song out of it. So I feel like some of it was pulling out of, you know, somebody else's experience and then trying to add a little bit of what I was going through at that time. And it was oh, really man. cool because that song I liked just because it was like the story behind it. Like I literally was scrolling through Instagram and it sparked something for me to write about. Oh, man. That, now you've piqued my interest. Uh, uh, $80 wedding dress. Yeah. You, you going to play it for us? Yeah. Oh, awesome. Let, let's, let's hear it. Dig that. <laughs> uh, I do too. It's, it's yeah, fun. yeah. This is it gets that mind rolling. You said eighty dollar wedding dress and just God bless grandmas, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> they just it was it was cool because it was like 
I, I pictured it like if they had an $80 wedding dress that you probably don't have a whole lot of money and you're just living life, loving each other, and that's what's important, right? Yeah, that is right. That is right. It's just, I just dig it. I dig it. Uh, um, um, man. And you just saw, you just saw, that came from scroll, Doom scrolling Scroll on through Instagram. Instagram. Don't, right. don't knock it, all you social media people. It, <laughs> sometimes it'll spark something for you. Yeah. Um, man, that's now, now, now I want a music video for that. When, when, have you recorded that yet? I, I did. Uh, when I recorded the acoustic versions, Greg let me record a couple, and so I did an acoustic version of that oh, one. Oh, okay. So, so that's sitting in the I'm wings. I'm thinking that one might be on the album if I record soon. So. Oh, man. Yeah, it's got to be. So yeah. I dig that one. I dig that one. Um, man. Lord. It, 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 <laughs> my brain is now frazzled. Just <laughs> think it's, I, I, um, I'm a big fan of... Um, there's a place. Have you ever been to the? Um, um, oh Lord, Montgomery Street uh, 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 Bazaar down there on yeah, 30. Yeah, I like going in there and looking through all the old stuff and seeing yeah. all the. They got a bunch of old photos of people, and I, I got that same feeling from looking at those. As the, that's in my brain. It's just, uh, just it's amazing how uh, sentimental pieces, yeah. uh, uh, um, objects, and how how much. Uh, we, we, we put value into them even though they, they were only $80 but they, they become priceless oh 100% once, once, yeah once it says that's grandma's dress yeah exactly yeah. yeah oh man that's just killer killer I can't wait to hear that fully produced yeah I can't wait to see what Greg has in <laughs> store for that one because I kind of see it being a little bit of a kind of folksy vibe to it yeah yeah I can see that like um 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 uh, Kelly, what's her name? Bruce Robeson's ex-wife. Uh, I can see it being like kind of like yeah. yeah. yeah not I totally. see the music videos yeah. too, like a like an old car, like driving down the road and stopping at places, yeah. getting the eighty dollar wedding dress, all that kind of stuff. That'd be cool. That would be cool. Yeah, vintage and that Sierra kind of brown color. Ooh. Oh yeah. That'd be cool. <laughs> uh, who? Who? who um, you, we talked about Aiden on there. Who else was on those recordings with you? Uh, so I had uh, Josh Rogers was on the drums. Oh, it's amazing. He's not here tonight. He's He lives around the corner. Yeah. <laughs> so he played drums for me. Um, I had Milo Deering. He also we love played. Milo. And then um, Stephanie was the one that did the vocals. And then I'm going to, I don't want to butcher names because I'm. T- I'm terrible at names, <laughs> so I'm like I'm a terrible. That's where my teaching strategy is always like. I always call my kids if I can't remember their name right off the top of my head. I always call them sweetheart that's, or love. That's all right. I, I have a terrible memory. That's why I Give always have my phone on nicknames. me. Nicknames. Yeah. <laughs> or I'll say like love bug, and they look at me weird, and they're like, "Why are you calling me that?" And I was like, "It's Southern hospitality." That is correct. It's polite. Um. Larry Ronaldo also played. Okay. Yes. Excellent. Excellent. Killer crew that you got there. Yeah, they were they were awesome. They were so fun to work with, too. I just Because they all work so well together. Because they play together all the yeah, time. Yeah, all the time. And so, yeah. like, it was just, like, speaking of, like, Gypsy Girl, it was really fun recording that because uh, we were kind of getting set up and they were going through it and we just started jamming. And then it was just cool because it just all kind of, like, melted together like everybody was fitting the vibe so you're saying there's a jam version of that song floating out there not like recorded 10 minute song not recorded like unfortunately but we just it was it was cool because they uh they were starting to play and then i just started singing with it and then <laughs> josh wasn't ready yet and so he was like wait 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 <laughs> it's like i wasn't ready <laughs> i love josh's drumming he's he, he he's one of those other guys. Him and Aiden, they're they're in everybody's band, and I just yeah. I love it when he shows up and they're like, "Oh, you're you're in my band too." It's like, yeah, I'm in everybody's band. <laughs> a good drummer is hard hard to keep around just because of that. You got to be constantly working. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, are you you you're you're playing live gigs too, right? right? Yeah. So I actually have a a gig up here. I play a lot in the Houston area. Oh. Uh, and so I'll actually be moving back down that way at the end of the school oh, year. I want to. I know. It's really sad because I love it up here, and so I'm hoping 
that I'll start circulating up here in Fort Worth and start booking some more shows. But I have a gig this Saturday at Poor and Glory. Oh, okay. So yeah. I'm excited for that one. That's a good That'll venue. Be fun. Yeah. Um, um, in your short career, what, what's the favorite venue you've played? Ooh, that's a good question. That's a hard question. Because you don't want to piss off anybody. I know. Ooh, hold on, hold on. Um, honestly, so it might just be for like sentimental reasons. So there is a bar close to my hometown, or it's like a restaurant. It's a music venue now. Uh, they've like expanded from the years of me going there, and uh, it's called the Kenny Store. Okay. And so the owners, Tony and Rita, they've seen me from when I was playing in that cover band in college, and now they're seeing me pursue this music thing and so it's been really cool it's that sentimental feeling of because I always and I would say this to them uh, all the time I always thought of Kenny Store as like my second home because I spent so many weekends there so many weeknights there and so having that ability to play on stage and do my stuff not even just like cover band stuff just actually sing my songs it was kind of a very surreal feeling because I actually got to play uh, there the other night last weekend and uh we, op- we did a, a private concert, so I was opened for McBride and the Ride. Oh, yeah. And that was really fun, and it was a really awesome experience to be up there singing my songs and all that kind of stuff and feeling I, like a professional. I kind of know <laughs> about this cover band, though. Did you have a, a, a kitschy, uh, punny name? Uh, no. No. <laughs> no. It was called the Anthony Moreno Band. Oh, okay. Because he was a lead singer. I was... I did... I started off doing like harmony we would so it was anthony was the lead singer and then I, my brother also sings and he was in the band and so he would sing and then i would also sing bring that female element to it and so i did a lot of the old school so we uh i covered uh like linda ronstadt dana carter Good Patsy stuff. Klein. i'm old no school Crystal i Gale love in it there. i love it <laughs> and so then i was like i love y'all but i'm gonna do my own thing and yeah. so I started doing acoustic and trying to make my make my name out there and stuff. So yeah, that's well, still got love for the guys. I love them. It's a it's a good place to do it in down there in uh, uh, College Station and and uh, yeah, uh, a good starting point. It's yeah, yeah. Quite for a few sure. artists I work with. That, uh, man, I I know about a handful of them off the top of my head that. They, they, they hit me up right before they graduate. I don't know why, but they, <laughs> they're about to graduate. And like, ah, I recorded. I'm going to try this out for a while. Um, Hayden Baker's one of those guys. Yeah. I don't know if you know Hayden. Yeah, I do. Um, um, we're, we, we, we got an EP coming out next week. Um, it, 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 he, he's one of those guys. It's, and once, you're in, once you've gone to A&M, you, it's part of your identity now. Yeah. <laughs> Are yeah. you one of those people? <laughs> So, you, sorry to say that one more yeah, time. Is it part of your identity? You like totally make it part of your uh, uh, personality that you went to A and M. No, no A and M tattoos or anything. No, like no that? tattoo. I, I wear my <laughs> ring. So it's funny because uh, my principal went to UT. So oh. we kind of we we but a little bit. <laughs> so it's funny because for principal appreciation day was last week. So we made T-shirts of him wearing an A and M shirt. Oh, like man. we photoshopped an A and M shirt on him, and so I, I walk up to him. I'm like, <laughs> and he's like, you would never catch me dead. And I was like, I'm wearing this shirt for the rest of the year and for the rest of my life. I and I need it. you to sign it saying that A and M is the better school. <laughs> I went to art school, so I never had that experience. The rivalry isn't the same because they haven't played each other in a while. A long but time, right? now that they've UT has finally joined the SEC, we'll see what happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> right. <laughs> I, I, I didn't get I didn't get that experience. So the school I went to, they didn't have sports. It was just drawn naked people. You know. <laughs> My dad said, why are you spending $100,000 to draw naked people? You can do that for free. <laughs> God. But it is what it is. I'll say that the reason I didn't actually originally want to go to AM. The reason I chose it was uh, a friend of mine took me to my first AM football game. Oh. And I will say, it, you want to call it a cult, that's totally fine with me because it kind of in a weird way is, right? But the, just the atmosphere. I'm 
a big traditions kind of girl and so like I love the traditions that A&M has like uh, Midnight Yell and then like the Yell Leaders and all that kind of stuff are uh, songs and everything I just I love that I think that's so cool I love cool. it too the, the thing that gets me is the people who didn't go to A&M and they're obsessed with it yes. I'm like what? Why, bud? Just, just love us. It's okay. <laughs> it's you okay. hate us because you ain't us. It's fine. <laughs> uh, my my wife's got a relative, and he he's always decked out in OU, and we're like, you've never lived in Oklahoma. <laughs> why? <laughs> There's people like that, but yeah, I see it a lot on Twitter, and it just makes me laugh. I see all those people that hate on AM. Everybody either you either love AM or you hate them. You don't tolerate them. Yeah, well, I don't know. I'm indifferent, so. That's... Okay, well, I finally met one person that's been indifferent. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I've never been a big college football fan or anything, so. Just, yeah. Uh, that's probably sacrilegious, but it's, it is what it is. Well, if, if you're an A&M fan, you know a lot of heartbreak. <laughs> I will say that. It was a heartbreaking I season. Think, isn't that all of Texas? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it was real heartbreaking. Real heartbreaking. And every year, I'm like, we're, I get we're positive. We're going to do it. Just like a Dallas Cowboy fan, right? Well, I'm not a Dallas Cowboy fan. I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry, y'all. I wasn't, I wasn't raised up here. I was raised with the Texans, which might be even worse sometimes. Yeah, it, it really is. <laughs> That's even smaller. It's like saying you're a New York Mets fan. You're like, what? Yeah. What? It's like... Yeah. Uh, and then we'll talk about baseball, and then we'll get real weird. Uh, <laughs> I've got a colleague in in Houston, and he's a um, he, he's a uh, um, a season ticket holder, Ooh. and he my boss is a Dallas Cowboys season ticket holder, and and they like to rub each other because his <laughs> tickets are a lot cheaper down there. Yeah. <laughs> fair, fair, fair. It's not Jerry World. <laughs> no, not at all. And he also does the. Um, the basketball team too. Oh, the there. Rockets. Yeah, and there was a short time in the '90s that I, I think everybody was a fan of the Rockets. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. fair. Yeah. Yeah. Was it '94, '95? They both back to back went to went to championships. Yeah, I wasn't born yet, so oh, I shoot. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> I was born in '95. I just heard about it because my my family are big Houston sports team, so we would always watch the Texans and the Rockets and then the Astros. So yeah, I'm a big I'm a big Astros fan for sure. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, yeah, they are at one time champions, so <laughs> I can understand. The Rangers are not that that lucky, but not yet. Not <laughs> like that. Not yet. I'm not a baseball fan, so <laughs> I don't know. I'm a basketball guy. I love basketball. I never was. I was too fat to play it though. So. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? My husband's a huge <laughs> basketball guy. He's a Lakers fan, and so. Oh no, no, we don't like him now. <laughs> we we love him. We love him. He, I'll, I'll give him, I'll give him some credit. He loves basketball of the Kobe era. Kobe's his favorite player. There you it's go. His inspiration and everything. Yeah. So it's it's Kobe. This is it's reason Kobe. why. It's yeah. Kobe. It yeah. is a hundred percent. So I'm a Dallas Mavericks fan. It's like I like the Mavs. When we yeah. when they won the championship, I was in art school right down the street from SMU, and yeah. it's like everything was nuts during that time oh, yeah. period. So, kind of kind of made me a fan for life. So, I well, don't the know. Mavs was my first NBA game. So, really, I, I have a soft spot for the Mavs. Yeah, all my family are Spurs fans. So, yeah, they have. I like. I like their their Fiesta jerseys. <laughs> I'm a fan of that. I'm not a big basketball girl. I, de- I don't. It's funny because my husband is, and uh, he coaches basketball because uh, oh, he's also a teacher. And so uh, he coaches it, and he was been teaching me. And I do I do coach basketball. I I help. Let me preface. <laughs> I help. I have the ideas of how the game's supposed to go, but I'll tell you, girl basketball versus boy basketball are two. <laughs> It's like two different worlds. Totally. It's funny. Totally. I love it. I got, roped, I, I got roped into coaching my daughter's basketball team one year, and after that I was like, no more. I can't do it. <laughs> I can't. And she was like 10, so they don't listen when they're that age, and you get frustrated, and you try to be uh, – understanding that yeah it's about just learning how to dribble right now <laughs> not, they don't. not making baskets and they, it, 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 i will say it doesn't progress much in middle school <laughs> on the girls side it's it was it was so funny because me i was the assistant coach for a uh, seventh grade and it's funny cause you can 
I love it because we'll tell them like certain things to do like in, at the game and they just stop what they're doing and look at us and we're like no <laughs> and then like there's been a couple times they're at the wrong end of the uh the court and they're shooting in the other team's goal and we're like oh, oh my man. god Oh, man. I love it, though. They're such yeah. sweet babies. That, that makes lasting memories. Oh, it does. <laughs> I, I adore it. I adore it. And now everybody has cell phones to capture that, too, for future generations. <laughs> now, my husband's a great coach. He, uh, so he uh, won the Fort Worth uh, championship for the eighth grade. Oh, man. Yeah. That, yeah can't, not anybody can say that. <laughs> I know. So I, I got to brag on him. He's listening at home. and so Awesome. I, I got you, babe. I'm going to brag. I'm the coach's wife. That's what I'll. That's what I'll do. Well, hopefully, I have you dialed in pretty good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, we are almost at an hour. Tell everybody where they can find you out on the internet. So, um, I have a Facebook and an Instagram. Uh, you can find it at a Michelle K Music. So it's K A Y. Uh, and then I obviously have my songs on Spotify, Pandora, Apple yeah. Music, uh, YouTube, all that streaming stuff. There's so much Fun nowadays. Stuff. Yeah. I miss CDs. I was a, I was in the CD era. Yeah. I do miss CDs. Yeah, CDs were great. Uh, uh, I, I that's what I I grew up on cassettes though. So I was old enough to my first is a Walkman, and it was John Michael Montgomery, right? Yeah. Greatest hits. Got to have that. the got to have the auction. Uh, starts off with and uh, <laughs> and then the CDs come and then I don't know. <laughs> kind of miss it. It was fun. I miss that. Like I miss the physical buying the CD and then listening to a whole album versus with uh, streaming, you can pick and choose. Yeah, it's you know? all over the place. Yeah. I, I miss Hastings mainly. I don't know if you had Hastings where you where yes. you were. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's. I spent a lot of time at Hastings. Yeah, buying used CDs because you can't afford them. <laughs> Midline was one of those weird places where the the outside world didn't get to us very fast <laughs> yeah so it was always top 40 all top 40 <laughs> i was so lucky that when i actually got to dallas that um um uh, khyi i don't know if you listen to khyi the range yeah. i got to start listening to them and all this new stuff i've never heard uh, I, I remember very vividly driving down 75 and hearing Bonnie Bishop's um, um, Soft of the Touch, still mm-hmm. one of my favorite songs. Such a killer, killer. Yeah. And um, and fast forward to, to now, I, I actually got to be on a board of a nonprofit with her for a very short period of time. That's it was like awesome. weird. So weird, so weird. And, uh, it's, and it's funny, she was distrib- that album was distributed by the company we work for now, smithmusic.com. Yeah. Um, very cool. But no TikTok? I d- so I'm going to piggyback off of what was said earlier. I have a TikTok and I'm terrible at it. Like I don't <laughs> get it. So like I, you know, I teach eighth grade and they try to teach me, they try to teach me dances. Pros, I got them right? to teach me one dance and I had to, <laughs> I'm terrible, terrible at TikTok. I've made a couple of videos, like the transition. I'm like, how do y'all, how? It makes no sense to me. And I know I could just sit there and I'm terrible about recording. I don't ever take pictures. I don't take videos. I'm, it's not my style. I don't, I don't like looking at myself in the camera. So I just, and I get the same thing. You need to get on TikTok. My, ki- my students, I gotta, they actually, I got to share my songs with them. And so they're like, they heavily promote me on their Instagram <laughs> and their TikToks and stuff. It's so funny. And they're like, miss, you gotta get on TikTok. You got a little street like, team going. <laughs> Yeah. Rocking rocking your music. I love it. No, I love it. It was it was great. So when I dropped my first single by, uh, the principal played it on the intercom and then Ooh. all my I could hear my student I was in the bathroom at the time, but I could hear everybody like, That's Miss Ham and they're just <laughs> yelling and it was so cute. I loved it. It was adorable. I love it. It's a great feeling. Yeah, it is. Especially the you get diehard friends now. They're they're fans for life. Oh yeah. Yeah. They were they spammed my Instagram and all that stuff. And my husband was looking and he was like, I don't know if these are real accounts. I was like, they're all my students. <laughs> <laughs> they're all my kids. I promise they're not spam accounts. <laughs> now that's how you do real marketing. Totally free. Just getting eight year olds. Is that are they eight? They're eighth graders. So eighth they're thirteen year olds. Thirteen year olds. Oof. And they man. don't listen to country. That is funny. So what, that what I'm their do one, 13 one year olds listen artists. to right now? 
I don't even. Know I don't know I'm... either. I have a 13 year old, and I'm uh, she. She listens to a bunch of old stuff. See, my my kids, they listen to rap. My rap. students, they yeah. they're at yeah. that age where it's rap Everything's and all that just kind of rap. stuff. Yep. Are you going to make a rap album one day? I might have to. They they're trying to get me to. <laughs> my students are like, you should rap, and I was like, ah, I don't think that's my forte. Oh, no. <laughs> Well, Jelly Roll is playing down at Billy Bob's. We might get him connected with you, right? And do a there we go. No a collab. I would some country you never rap. Know. Yeah, could be like Billy Ray Cyrus. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if I had Billy Ray Cyrus on a song, I'd, I'd be happy, right? That'd be awesome. That's who I just, you need. It's, it was. I just when that song came out, that was the coolest thing ever. <laughs> I, honestly, like I thought it was so cool. <laughs> it just fit the vibe. Fit so yeah. well. Do you cover that? In your I, set? I do not cover that. I don't. I don't have that twang that Billy does, and I can't rap like they're. Just no. not going to even try. Huh? It's not. I'm not a rapper. I rap in my car to myself. You know, I'll be singing along, but you do not want to hear. Don't karaoke me because it's not going to work. Well, you want to play one more song and yeah. finish the set? So I actually wrote this song a couple months ago. Ooh. Uh. Kind of what I was saying earlier, it, it was kind of inspired by like uh, Kenny's store and how I was saying I spent all my weekends there in college. And even now, it's just kind of uh, I'm spending my weekends at bars and places like that. And so like it feels like my home away from home. I feel so comfortable in those places because it's like these are my type of people. I love interacting with everyone. And so I decided to write a song about it. So I awesome. called it Home Away From Home. Give me the smoking Leon That old junk at the end of the bar A little haggard of Jones on Friends and family from near or far That's my home away from home That's where I spend the most of my life Home away from home Singing underneath the thin Is that
Okay, everybody. Yay. It's been wonderful. Thank you so this much for awesome. coming Thank out. Thank you so much for having me. This yeah, is awesome. Oh, man. Yes, it is. It is. I love uh, your your music. It's so wonderful. Yeah. Thank you. I really yeah. appreciate that. Yeah. Well, we'll have to have you out next time once once you get that album made. Yes. <laughs> it's, it's in the works. I promise. Maybe this summer. I'll have to I'll have to text Greg again soon. Yeah. Let's do. Let's do. Yeah. <laughs> Well, everybody, that was uh, our last guest for Texas Tailgate Mondays. Thank you so much for coming out to the lake house and sharing your time with us and listening to all of our fantastic artists. Um, uh, Texas Tailgate Mondays is brought to you by smithmusic.com. Your distribution, music distribution needs met, right? Yep, I agree. (laughs) Well, thank you so much. We'll be back next week.